You're listening to episode 73 of the Broken Glass Podcast, finding creative ways to connect with fans with Emily Anderson. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Today, I have Emily Anderson with me. She is a songwriter originally from Fairbanks, Alaska, and now currently resides in Los Angeles, California. So welcome to the podcast, Emily. Hi, Christy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here. Um, let's just get started. Let's um, talk a little about what you're doing now, and then we'll we'll just go back and, and talk a little bit more about how you got into music. Yeah, of course. So um, I am first and foremost a songwriter. I'm also a teacher and performer, and um, in normal life, I tour, um, but... <laughs> So during during pandemic, um, it's been a lot of uh, recording in my closet and trying to figure out the technology to do that because that's not my strength. <laughs> but but that's been a great growing experience. Um, and I've been writing some music for uh, video games, uh, which has been really fun. Um, so you can hear some of my songs in uh, Calico, which is a cute video game about having cats and uh, cat cafes and uh, the stars between us, which is like um, a VR game. So that's really fun and not something that I uh, thought that I would get into, but you know, music is a circuitous life. So um, so that's been been a fun fun challenge. and then I, in November, I recorded 30 songs in 30 days. And that was, that kept me busy. So. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I feel like um, in some ways it's been uh, busier than ever. And in other ways, it's been really nice to have this kind of grounding, restful time. Right. Yeah. I'm going to have to check out those video games, the cat ones, because oh, it's so I cute. love cats and yeah. sometimes you just need something to take your mind off whatever it's else like is going on. Very relaxing. And you just like explore these different islands and then you bring back cats to your cat cafe. Um, that's awesome. The cutest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go search that when we're done here. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> um, and I also wanted to say too, I, I, um, I, found the closet to be the best place to record as well so yeah. you're not alone yeah. in that it gets um, a little hot after a while <laughs> <laughs> well I I share my closet with my cat's litter box so um oh. it's been interesting but <laughs> yeah it's just um the house I'm in right now has very tall ceilings mm-hmm. so if I'm you know recording intros and on all of that like it gets so just echoey right like right yeah it just it doesn't sound right so anytime I need to do like you know recording intros or from recording like a solo episode I'm like locking myself in the closet my cat's like what are you doing <laughs> it's where my food and my litter are. are you in your closet right now no I'm actually in a bedroom right now 
But when I do like the the solo stuff that's not on Zoom and it's recording directly into the computer, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, I need to go to the closet. <laughs> <laughs> closet time. Yep. But uh, no, so I, I agree. It's definitely been the best sound for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, very dampened. <laughs> yes. But the cat's always like, what are you doing? Yeah. That's where I go. <laughs> or she sleeps in there too. So she's like, oh, that's my bed. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing, mom? Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but no, it sounds like, you know, you've been really able to pivot and to keep yourself busy. And I think, you know, a lot of people have had to do that with, you know, people, especially like you mentioned that you usually tour, right. And Mm -hmm. we've really had to figure out ways either to how to replace that with online streaming, you know, live concerts and all that, or, finding other avenues. And I think, you know, you've mentioned multiple things that you've done and we'll talk about them in a little bit here, but it sounds like you've really been able to kind of figure out how you can make things work, especially right now. You know, I, I lived in Los Angeles for about five years and, and I, I am in Arizona right now, Mm -hmm. but I was kind of like, I can't do anything. Like I couldn't, we couldn't, can't even get a haircut. I think we can now, Yeah, (laughs) but it, it was just like, you know, I was stuck in my apartment for the most part by myself mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, and your cat. And, yeah. And my cat. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my cat. Um, but you know, it was a struggle. Like I miss concerts. I miss going oh out gosh, and, yeah. and just that commu- music community that we have in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like you've been really able to kind of figure out how to keep your career going despite being totally shut down. Well, and I think that in some ways, musics, musicians and musics, <laughs> musicians and, and artists are like used to having to diversify and used to having to be creative about the ways that we navigate our income streams. And so I feel like in some ways we're more used to this kind of like having to be adaptable and think on our feet. Um so yeah it was definitely a big shift and you know that sinking feeling of like oh all my shows are getting canceled and like what are we gonna do and not to mention like the bigger picture of like just the the amount of grief and like craziness that's been going on in the world um so that's been i feel like that's been a challenge for all of us and um yeah, you just got to find a way to make it work. And, and I feel very lucky and very like grateful that I have a roof over my head. I have food to eat, you know, like that, those are a big deal right now. So I I feel like you you can't take that kind of stuff lightly and you got to just be super grateful. Yeah, no. And, you know, just thinking of all the, um, you know, the people, especially like in the live sector Mm -hmm. who, you know, and it's not just, you know, musicians, it's everybody, the crew, the stagehands, the people oh, yeah. who work at the venue and all of that, you know, and, and, you know, for us to be able to pivot online, you know, a lot of those people can't. So, I know. you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. And, you know, I know a lot of artists I've, I've seen have put together different fundraisers for their crews or how can mm-hmm. we give, still employ them while, you know, we can't go play live. So, right. and it's, it's been cool to watch some of the artists do, um, you know, live stream events and, um, you know, on stage somewhere and how can, how they can still involve their, their crew with that. So mm-hmm. that's been really cool to see as well. Um, 
but let's let's kind of take it back a little bit. How did you get involved in music and and what interested you about working in the music industry? Yeah, it was something that kind of happened gradually. Um, I didn't really think that I was going to do music professionally until I was applying for colleges. And um, it was just kind of dawning on me like, oh, music is the thing that brings me the most joy. And it's what all of my extracurriculars are. (laughs) And and so I did toy with the idea of like, well, I could be a dentist and then I could like get a bunch of time off to do touring when I'm not working as a dentist. (laughs) And then I just had a, a, you know, real time, real talk with myself. And I was like, Emily, you should probably just do what you actually want to do and then (laughs) see what happens. And so um, I applied to music school and um, got in and studied songwriting and um, absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, I had already been writing songs, but to to really dive into it and pursue it wholeheartedly um, just felt so good. It just felt like, oh my gosh, a huge sigh of relief. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and the people I met at school are still my best friends. They're still on all my records. So, um, I just feel so grateful that I took that risk and I took that leap of faith in myself and just decided to, to go for it. Yeah. Did you, so you're from Alaska Mm -hmm. and did you, did you come to LA for, for school then, or did you go to school in Alaska? So I went to school in Boston, um, okay. I went to Berkeley and, uh, then I graduated in 2014 and after Berkeley, I decided to go home. So I went back to Alaska, um, and I worked for an arts festival there where I did grant writing and communications and, um, outreach. And that was an amazing job, an amazing experience. I loved it so much. Um, it was just so rewarding to get to like bring arts and uh, support the arts community in Alaska and bring it to underserved communities that were, you know, that don't normally get touring artists. And so it was really cool to to be a part of that. And um, the people that I met through that are also some of my friends now in LA. So it was, um, it was, it just felt super natural to me, like to go back home after after finishing school and um, uh, a lot of my friends were, you know, going straight to LA or straight to Nashville right after graduating. And I'm really glad that I waited. Um, And I went back home and I like nurtured my craft and, and got to tour with my band and work for this festival. And um, then I met my husband, my now husband, actually because of playing a show for the festival that I was working at. So I would like sometimes jump in as an artist um, at the festival. And so as I was playing a show for them, um, that's how I I met my husband, which is great. Um, (laughs) So so we decided um, to move down to LA about two and a half years ago. and we made the leap. We drove 2,000 miles through Canada and <laughs> um, 
and we we love it here so um i'm yeah once again just very grateful i feel like it all happened for a reason that is a gorgeous drive um i'm actually originally from calgary alberta and my sister lives Aww. in british columbia so Yay. i've seen bits and pieces and i've visited seattle so i've seen parts of that drive <laughs> oh my gosh british columbia was like one of our favorite parts of the drive we we actually found this i think our our favorite little secret spot that we found was revelstoke canada have mm-hmm. you ever been there i haven't been there but i've heard a lot about it so oh it's so yeah. cute gosh and just gorgeous like mm-hmm. little ski town i think that and the redwoods were our favorite part of that trip yeah it's i love going to british columbia to visit my sister she lives in um in the Okanagan, um, which is about four hour drive from Vancouver East. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's just gorgeous. It's so beautiful, but, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a long drive. I, I did a, a drive from New Jersey to LA. So (laughs) I understand the long drive and and the move and, and, you know, picking up to, to follow your, your dream and your career. And, um, you know, it's, it's pretty brave to do something like that, but, um, you know, that's, it's an amazing opportunity to come to LA. And I know, I know a lot of people from who went to Berkeley actually in LA. It's, oh, it seems awesome. like there's a lot of, um, yeah. a, a big Berkeley community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it, and it's, it sounds like you made the right choice to, to go home and, and to take some time. And, you know, I think, you know, a lot of us are so, especially with this LA hustle culture, right? Like mm-hmm. we're just so eager to jump into things, but you know, a lot of us don't really take time to just kind of hone our craft and, and understand ourselves and, you know, put ourselves in the right place. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of did the same thing. I graduated college. I did other things for several years and then I was like, okay, now it's time. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I think, I think, I mean, everybody is, you know, has their own individual. Right. You know, Everyone's oh, different. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think, you know, at least for, for you and for me, it, it worked to just take that time to figure things out and then go and try to build that career. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about a couple of things that we talked about mentioned earlier. Um, first is the 30 for 30 challenge. Yeah. Now this, this <laughs> sounds like a, you mentioned it was a lot of work. How, how did that challenge come about? And then what, what kind of impact did that have on your writing and your career and, and connecting with your audience? Yeah. So it's been something that I've had in the back of my mind of something that I want to do for a long time. And I've done like many challenges for myself, just, um, without (laughs) announcing it on the internet. And, uh, I, I just thought like, this would be a great opportunity for me to kind of get out of that perfectionist mindset uh, and just really get out of my comfort zone and and challenge my creative process and um, also be able to like share it with community in a time that um, we feel so isolated. So what I did is I opened up the, I, I like announced it on my social media and then um, I asked for song prompts or like phrases or sentences, ideas, poems, whatever, um, to inspire these songs. And so it was really fun to like get to interact with people and, and get their song ideas and get to bring those song ideas 
to life. And um, it was so good for, for my own creative process too. And like, you know, the limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves of like, oh, I can only do a song a week max, you know, or like, oh, I can only write songs when I'm in the shower or, you know, like these things that we, that we tell ourselves that we're capable of and, and that's how we do them. And just challenging that for myself and, and really being like, no, actually you can write and record a song every day if you really want to, <laughs> um, which is kind of scary on some levels because then, uh, then you're like, oh no, what, what if I'm not this level of productivity all the time? But I felt like it was a really good, um, really good experience. And it was so nice to be able to connect with people in that way and make music for them and with them. Um, and I also got to co-write with a lot of people that um, I had been wanting to co-write with for so long. And so it was just a really good excuse to, to be like, we've got to get a date on the calendar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I loved it. I feel like uh, I would do it again, but it was, I, I feel like the songwriting part was really, um, ra it was, it was enjoyable and it was, it was pretty, um, you know, it was time consuming, but I feel like the most time consuming part was actually like the video and like editing and uploading and uh, like doing all the, the post-production stuff. Um, yeah, that stuff can take a lot of time. Yeah, and it seems yeah. so simple. You know, like it's deceivingly simple sounding. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to it. Um, and that was good for me too, because those are skills that I want to work on. Right. Now, was that in coordination with your Patreon account or is that something completely separate? Yeah, so um, that was... I, I gave more like behind the scenes intel on my Patreon account. I am um, more candid with my patrons than I am with um, people on my Instagram and, and Facebook. So I just give them, give them more details of, you know, why the song came about the way it did and, and kind of the actual nitty gritty of the songwriting process. Um, so my my patrons also gave me a lot of the ideas of the song prompts um and that was really fun to be able to to make music with them and that's been something that i've been doing on my patreon page um the whole time i've had a patreon uh i will write custom songs based off of my patrons suggestions um because i just think it's really fun and and it's a great uh it's a, it's just a really great way to collaborate with people that don't normally write songs or don't normally make music and just like kind of showing them, you know, you are really creative and, and your idea is why this song exists. And I think there's just something really special about that. And it's a great way to connect with your audience too, especially right now. I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, we're used to connecting with artists out in the real world and, yeah. and, you know, meeting them at shows and, you know, going to merch tables and all that. But with all that stripped away, you know, how do you connect with people? And, you know, a lot, a lot of people talk about, okay, well, I, you know, I, I post on Instagram and I try to comment, 
But I think this is a great way to get even more of an intimate relationship with your audience Mm -hmm. and to really show them that you're listening and that you care and you care about their, their ideas and, you know, who they are. And it's just, I I just think it's an amazing way, not only for you to have another income stream, but to, to make that intimate, intimate connection, because that will help you going forward. Right. Oh yeah. And I, and I love it. I just genuinely love it. I feel so honored by the stories that people tell me and the, the vulnerabilities that they share with me. Um, I just feel like that's such a privilege to be a safe space for someone. And um, it's a just, it's a gift to be able to give that back to them. Right. And how did, did the Patreon account come about, um, you know, with the pandemic and you trying to figure things out or have you always been, been doing your Patreon? I started my Patreon almost exactly two years ago. Um, I'm coming on my two year Patreon anniversary I think February 12th. Um, And it's something that, so I I started it shortly after moving to Los Angeles. Um, And it was something that I had been interested in doing because I had seen it really work well for my friends and and peers. Um, So there's another Alaskan artist that I really look up to. Her name is Marion Call. and she she is just a phenomenal artist phenomenal performer and she's had a lot of success on on patreon and and same with my other friend danielle ate the sandwich who's amazing (laughs) um (laughs) and she kind of got her start on youtube um and both of them just i really liked what they were doing on their patreon accounts um i became a patron to support them and and kind of see how they how they did things. And, um, I just love the, I love that it's a way for people to directly support artists. And I always get the question of like, you know, where's the best place to buy your music and where's the best place to, you know, what, what gives you the most percentage, et cetera. And I just think Patreon is so great because I'm able to share stuff that I wouldn't necessarily release to the whole world, but I like, it's the kind of stuff that I would share with my best friends or that I would share with my mom. And so I get to share this music um, with this community now. And it's, it's so enjoyable for me. And it's, it's great because I get uh, supported and I can make a life as an artist because of this community, um, which is really powerful. Right. And it's definitely a lot more than what is it, you know, 0.003 cents per stream. I know. Or something yeah. Like but every stream counts. Yeah. It's one yeah. of those weird things of like everything is everything is helpful. Everything right. is great. Like I every follow, every stream all counts. But Patreon is like the most direct way you can support an artist. Yeah. And I, I love, um, let's see, they're on Bandcamp. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Big, so, big fan of yeah, I mean, there's, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I stream on, I stream on Spotify, but it's like, you know, I mean, for me personally too, I like having physical product. So if mm-hmm. I can buy something from an artist off their, um, their own website or off even Bandcamp, right? Like you get a direct download or if they have merch on Bandcamp, 
you know, buying that physical product, you know, and it, I feel like it just, you know, I feel like I have more of an impact supporting artists that way mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah. and, and one of the things I like, and I don't know if Patreon's done this, but I know Bandcamp has done it where there's been certain days throughout the last year where they've waived, um, all the fees mm-hmm. and the yeah. artist gets exactly what you pay them. Yeah. And I think that that's amazing because artists are, are struggling right now. Right. And, and, um, you know, finding ways to make money. And then if these, you know, sites, I mean, they need to take money to operate, to be able to support the artists, but (laughs) it's cool when they, they say, okay, you know, today, if you purchase from, you know, this, your artists, everything goes directly to them. And I had some friends actually take advantage of that for fundraising opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. They say, okay, anything, any purchase made today, we'll donate everything to this, you know, charity that's helping, whether it was to help artists or, um, you know, crew or whoever, um, needed support. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really cool too, that, you know, between Bandcamp and, and these artists, you know, we're trying to keep the industry afloat. So. Right. Yeah. And there's just, I mean, that's indicative of just how much love and, and care is really in this industry and this like economic ecosystem that Mm -hmm. we've created and and like even though artists are struggling they're still thinking about other people you know and yeah and that's I think that's really beautiful you know yeah we're we're such a not to toot our own horns or anything but (laughs) well you know we you know I've talked to other guests too about this is I mean even just the entertainment industry as a whole we all support one another right Mm -hmm. whether you know, and you mentioned too, you write music for video games, mm-hmm. right? And, and, you know, music is such, it's in every part of our entertainment, right? It's in, in film, in TV, in, in video games, in, you walk into a store and you have music, you know? Right. And it's, it's just such an integral part. And I think, you know, our, our community, you know, we all come together and really support each other because, because of the love of music, right? And right. we don't want to see that go away. So, right. Um, and just think of how boring this we'd all be, or how bored we'd all be if we didn't have exactly. music or art right now. Like, oh that's yeah, like a survival tool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, I really you know, I always say I'm a bad music industry professional because all I do is listen to podcasts and, <laughs> and all my business is around podcasts. But you think about it music is still in podcasts, you know, oh, yeah. I have my intro and my outro music. Um, and depending on the podcast, if you get the right licensing, you can have, you know, music in your podcast. So, right. and you're talking um, to artists, you're talking yeah. to musicians. It's yeah. Um, everywhere. <laughs> if we have. <laughs> um, kind of going back to the, the Patreon. So you've had it for two years. Um, how, how did you, and I guess I'm kind of speaking from my own little experience with Patreon. I'd started a fun podcast and and had it up on there for a little bit, but how did you kind of decide on your tiers and how you were going to structure all of that? Um, you know, is for, I guess, for what you can offer your audience, but then also for your own income and profitability through it. Yeah. So, um, I did things a little differently. What so what I did is I I basically looked at all these Patreon artists that that I admired and and um, 
I was fortunate enough to get advice directly from like people like Danielle and, and Marion. And um, so I decided that for all my tiers, you're going to get access to everything that I post to my Patreon. So whether you give me a dollar a month or you give me a hundred dollars a month, you're getting everything that I post on my Patreon and um, how I reward like the extras um, for higher tiers, um, I will write them a custom birthday song, I will send them new merch when I get it, um, I'll, I'll, I have like little compliment cards, so um, like at the $20 tier, I'll send you a compliment, um, and I give them away for free at shows so I can say that they're complimentary. Um, <laughs> I love that joke. I don't know. <laughs> um, and yeah, so basically like no matter what you pledge, um, you get access to all the unreleased music. I post all my singles and like new videos there first. So you're always the first to see them. Um, and then for the, the higher tiers, they just get like personalized extras. Yeah, I'm just looking through it right now. Um, you've got a lot of cool different things. So I'll um, what I'll do is I'll share the link to this in the show notes so everybody can can take a look and and follow you and support you. Um, this is really cool. Uh, because I when I did my Patreon for my fun podcast, I had like three tiers and it was like one dollar, three dollar, and five dollars. That was mm -hmm. it. So um, and I think I had maybe one supporter. It was just something, you know, for fun. It wasn't my, my career, but, um, you know, so I, I have a little bit of experience with it, but I, I love what you're doing here. Um, oh, you know, you. and, 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 you know, showing, you know, people giving people access, no matter how much they, they support you, but mm -hmm. then, you know, doing the cool custom things for, for the higher tiers. That's, that's a lot of fun. So it is, I have so much fun with it and like, it's just, so, and it's really cool too, because like, I'm able to just ask my patrons, like, what do you want to see? What more do you want to see? Like, what are you interested in? And, and they are just, they're amazing. And so it's just been, it's so nice to have that community and, and be able to give the people what they want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess kind of speaking of giving people what they want, you have a new single coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd love, it's coming out, uh, February 5th mm -hmm. and I'd love to chat kind of more about, you know, how you prepared for it. What was that, was a single part of the 30 for 30 challenge or how did, how did all this come about and how have you been able to prepare for this release, um, with everything that's going on? Yeah. So this is a song that I wrote when I was, um, quarantining in my parents' basement in Alaska. Um, and, I was, I mean, so the chorus is, I can't wait to hug all my friends again, which I feel like might be relatable to, to other They're humans everybody, right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and I just, it was one of those songs that just kind of like fell out of me. Like it was one of those things that you feel like the song has already been written and you're just like regurgitating it. <laughs> um, what a beautiful image. Um, <laughs> And uh, I just felt like it was really honest and it was uh, really simultaneously nostalgic and 
optimistic and hopeful. And um, I just felt like this would be a good, good one to release. It, it was kind of, it, it's not, it wasn't in the plan until I wrote it. And then I was like, oh, I have to, I have to release this and figure out how to do that. Um, and so it sounds, you know, like we're all in a bit, all singing in a room together, all playing in a, in a uh, studio together, but every part was recorded separately in our own little quarantine pods. And then um, lovingly piecemealed together by uh, my amazing friend and engineer, um, Sarah Tudson. And uh, I just love it. I love it so much. And I'm so excited for it to come out. Um, and I just think it's really honest and, and sweet and special. And like when I heard the, the final mix back I just was like <laughs> weeping because <laughs> it felt so good to like hear us all singing together and even if that's just virtual even if it was all just like engineering magic it still just felt so good to like hear all my friends voices like singing together yeah magical well and that's the cool thing about technology now right is we can do that we can be in separate parts of the world and still put something really cool together like that. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was the postal service. Um, I don't know if you've, you've listened to them at all, but, um, way back when their, I mean, their only album came out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the story was, and the reason they're called the postal service is they literally sent pieces, the tracks to each other through the mail. Aww. Right. Cause that was way back. That was early. That. Oh, yeah. It was so early two cool. thousands. Um, I remember a friend telling me that story and I was like, that's really cool. <laughs> Aww, that's but so you know, that's before we could share all these big files and host them somewhere and mm -hmm. have that, that opportunity. And, and now with, you know, the way our, our recording technology has improved and our hosting and all that, we can do this virtually. We can, you know, like you and I, we're chatting on Zoom right now. Uh -huh. <laughs> Magical. <you> know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's been, you know, a, a great opportunity, especially right now, because, you know, we can't be in the same room as each other and, you know, we can all work from home and, and do our own pieces. And, um, and that, that's really, I think it helps a lot, especially with, you know, music industry and releasing things. Um, yeah. And I can't wait to listen to it too, because it sounds like it's such a relatable song to everybody. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was, it was just one of those things that like, even the, the final vocals, the final vocals were the demo vocals that I did like in my parents' basement closet. <laughs> and that like never happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they were just like, that was the performance. That was, right. that was it. That was the song. That's awesome. Authentic and, and, and raw. And yeah, yeah I'll, uh, I'll be excited to, to listen to that. And then um, I have, um, I started a playlist on Spotify for all the guests on the podcast. Um, so I'm going to, once that comes out on February 5th, I will add it to that playlist, which actually now gets shared on the um my website on each podcast episode page. So, oh, that's awesome. um, yeah. So when everybody's listening to this podcast, you can head out to the page on my website and you'll be able to find that Spotify playlist. So mm -hmm. um, I'll be sure oh, to add that. Yeah. To share. Yeah. Um, 
I guess kind of just shifting gears a little bit um, on the podcast, we talk about, um, you know, kind of the struggles we came across building our careers, whether it was just how difficult the industry is to get into or, you know, because we're women in and in the industry. So I'm just always curious, you know, have you faced any kind of resistance in, in building your career or um, have you, you know, had the kind of support that, um, you know, you need to get to where you are? You know, yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, I feel like I uh, was very fortunate to have, am very fortunate to have um, very supportive parents. Uh, I don't feel like many musicians can can say that without reservation. Um, and I just feel so lucky that, you know, my parents were they were supportive from the get-go and they basically just told me like whatever you want to do we're we're gonna support you and um if you want to be a songwriter that's great um and so they are some of my biggest fans and that i feel like is just priceless um yeah oh that makes me want to like tear up they're they're amazing um yeah no and that that's great to have that kind of support too right it's you know, I remember when I wanted to get into, you know, music industry is kind of like, well, what kind of careers can you have from there? Right. Yeah. But, you know, my, my parents were also very supportive and like, okay, well, you know, cause I, I went to school for music business. So I was, you know, more on the, the, the business side of everything, but mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, you know, if, if that's what you want to do. And, and when I brought up moving to LA, it was like, okay, well, you know, if it's going to support your career, yes, let's get you out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think you and I've been very lucky to have that support. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I just, I mean, especially in music, especially in the arts, like there's so much skepticism. They just, and it, and it comes from a place of love too. It comes from like, mm-hmm you know, parents just want their kids to be successful and safe and happy. And, um, yeah, so I feel like that in combination with growing up in a small town in the, in Alaska that had a very nurturing arts community that was, that gave me so many like interesting opportunities. Um, because like in that isolation, you have to kind of figure it out for yourself and, uh, you know, you're, you've got to really network with the people that are in your tiny community. (laughs) And, (laughs) um, and so it was a big shock going to Boston and, and going to school there. And when I was going to school, it was a big deal because, um, Berkeley hit the 30% female mark while I was there. And that was something that they were like, really proud of (laughs) and so I mean it was weird it was weird like having uh, it was weird being the only girl in some of my classes and and I definitely noticed like especially when I first uh like my first year there um it just you 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 feel it you feel that like sense of other um when you're in the room and it definitely made me question, like, did I deserve to be here? Am I a statistic? Like, what, it, 
you know, why, why am I here? And do I, you know, and that, that feeling kind of sucks. Um, cause you want to like, be sure that you're there because you're good. And right. That you're not just there to, to fill a quota. Right. And, and then I just kind of thought like, well, I'm here and I, I know deep down I deserve to be here and like I deserve to ask questions in class and not feel um, self-conscious about it. Like I'm paying for this education. I deserve to have this education and really take advantage of it. So there was a mindset shift that had to take place. Um, and I just had to learn how to like stand up for myself and I had to learn how to take up space in a way that I hadn't had to before. Um, and I think that was a really good growing experience for me. So I am really grateful for that experience. And um, yeah, so it was, it was interesting. And like, it also in some ways prepared me for the music industry because that percentage unfortunately is reflected in pretty the high industry itself yeah, yeah. You know? it's, it's <laughs> high for the industry in some places so yeah so yeah. it it was um it was uh i'm grateful for the experience i feel like it prepared me for um you know navigating the industry afterwards right um and i really just made a point to surround myself with women and like i still make a point to like try and work with you know as many badass women as you can and <laughs> it hasn't led me astray <laughs> yeah. yeah and i mean you know what you mentioned about that mindset shift and that kind of goes back to imposter syndrome right it's like you know why am i here am i really meant to be here and um you know i was one of very few women in my music business program in college and undergrad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time I didn't even realize it. Right. Like, you know, it was just like, okay, there's three of us and you know, the rest are all guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, it didn't, it didn't occur to me at the time that, you know, it was such a male, you know, I knew it was a male dominated industry, but like, you know, I just kind of went along with everything and took recording classes or took the, you know, industry classes and, and my school actually had a pretty big music education program too. So mm -hmm. there were a lot of women in, in that program. So when I was in the music classes in particular, it was very balanced. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was the industry classes and now it's like thinking back on it, it's like, oh yeah, there were only three of us <laughs> or four, however many. Um, and then I think one ended up leaving halfway through the program and, um, but it was a big shift to my grad program for music industry when, I mean, it had to have been, I don't know the exact statistic, but probably half our class were, was women. Mm -hmm. um, and that was pretty amazing just to see that shift from, you know, early 2000s where there was only three of us in this music business program, mm -hmm. to half the class being um, women, which is really cool to see that, that shift. Right. Right. And um, I feel like it is changing before our eyes, which is awesome. And yeah. it's, I, a huge part of it is just like seeing it seeing those role models, seeing those examples. And the more, the more we can do that, 
for for younger people, the the better it's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. And even at my um, you know, my full-time job, um, I wanna say it was a couple years ago that that someone told me that about 40% of our company was women. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in our our um, you know, customer facing team, the marketing sales, customer service a lot of the leadership roles were held by women. So that was really cool as, you know, coming up from my entry-level position at that company and growing to have those kinds of role models, right? Mm-hmm. To, you know, and all the men, were, male executives were very supportive and, you know, they encouraged me, you know, to grow my career, but to have those mo- role models and say, okay, you know, the director of sales is a woman, um, you know, the, the director of the customer team is a woman, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it was, it was really cool to, to see that coming up in my career too. So it's, um, and then, then, you know, working in the music products industry, you know, to, to connect, I connect with a lot of women through a group called swim, um, mm-hmm. smart women in music and to, to have those connections and see, you know, these women in whether they're in leadership roles or they're growing in their career too. And to make those networking connections is, is really awesome and how we support each other too. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what it's all about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So wrapping up here, I can't believe we've been chatting for as long as we have. <laughs> um, it's fun. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, I, one of the, you know, we mentioned your singles coming out. Um, is there anything else that you're kind of looking forward to coming up in the future? Anything on the horizon that you can, can chat about with us? Yeah. So, um, I'm getting ready to record a full-length album. Um, it'll be my second, or well, technically my third, but I don't count the first one because I made it when I was like 16. Um, <laughs> but my third full-length album. Um, and, you know, COVID kind of threw a wrench in, in everybody's plans. I was going to record it last April, but LOL. Um, and so now I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing that and releasing it, um, probably sometime this summer. Um, so that's a big, that's a big project. That is Um, a big project. (laughs) And then I'm also working on an EP that's almost finished of the 30 songs in 30 days. I chose seven of the songs and so I'll be releasing that on Bandcamp. Um, and then I've got another, um, project lined up with a producer in Alaska who I absolutely love named Nessie um and that's gonna be like different than what I normally do um it is like psychedelic glitch music with Disney princess energy interesting Um, (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's gonna be fun uh so yeah like a ton of music (laughs) is lined up for 20 I'm, I'm just so ready. I'm ready to, to release it and, um, put out that, put out that, those songs that have just been, you know, in my head for so long. I'm ready to, to share them. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, what I'll do is I'll connect everything in the show notes. So, um, everybody can follow along with you and see when those are going to be released. Um, do you have any resources that you'd recommend or advice for women looking to start in the music industry? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would just say finding 
finding like-minded community is is huge um so wherever you can do that um you can message me you can <laughs> you can talk to me i'll share my knowledge with you um i and like on a personal note um i got a lot of i got a lot out of um reading julia cameron's the artist way um i'm sure a lot of listeners um and and music artist professionals um have heard of that book but if you haven't highly recommend um i got a lot out of it and um it's something that is really potentially life-changing so i i would share that with you it's on my list i've had a lot of guests mention it so i still need to i know to and click I, by. <laughs> I had it like so many songwriting teachers uh at Berkeley were like, you have to read this, but it was never assigned reading. So I never read it <laughs> until after. Uh, and it, it was so good. Like, I, I feel like I, I got so much out of that program and um, I'm looking to do it again soon. So yeah, highly recommend. Yeah, I will. Um, I definitely have to buy it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually just bought a whole bunch of books from, um, bookshop.org um which is really cool because it supports independent bookstores um yeah so i'll i'll share a link to to bookshop.org on on the show notes too but um i'll have to go in there and add that to my cart for the next round of um Mm -hmm. books to buy um yeah because i've had so many people recommend it to me and it's like it's like you said it's you know assigned reading (laughs) it's like (laughs) you know I've, i've already got my huge stack and it's like okay and then you know just never get around to it, but I, I definitely need to, to make that the next in the next round of, of book purchases for sure. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I assign it to you. I am giving you this homework. (laughs) All right. Now I have to do it. (laughs) Um, I guess kind of, kind of along the lines of books, um, you know, other than artist way, um, you know, do you have any favorite books or podcasts or artists that inspire you and inspire your music? Oh gosh. Um, yes. So I've been listening. Um, I love Maggie Rogers. I've been listening to a lot of Maggie Rogers during, uh, this quarantine times. Um, I love Sam Phillips. Um, she, she's an amazing artist. Um, that did all the music for Gilmore Girls. I don't know if you're a okay. Gilmore Girls fan, but I've seen episodes here and there, um, but I haven't Obsessed. actually sat down to watch the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I love it. I love her. Um, Carol King, uh, obviously uh, an amazing artist and songwriter extraordinaire. She's so yeah, she's a beast. Um, and. Regina Spector. I love Regina Spector. I love what she does. Um, I just think she's really interesting and different. And uh, her music was really formative for me. Like Soviet Kitsch, like blew my mind as as a youngin. Um, love it. And as a piano player too. Like it was so fun to hear um, someone that had a classical background like me, like using that for her own pop music um so i love that yeah it's cool what people do with pianos that's for sure i love it i love piano yeah um um, 
And as far as like books, I I'm actually getting a lot out of the book that I'm reading right now. It's um, Bill Bryson, A Brief History of Nearly Everything. Um, and it's fascinating. It's this gigantic book um, about that, like, looks like it's going to be very, like, dry and cumbersome, but it's so funny. And it's, I'm learning so much, but it's not, uh, it, it's just, it's a great book about just like geology and quantum physics and uh, space and the universe and like the history of earth and yeah so I know it sound that doesn't sound like a normal <laughs> response but it's uh it's been so fun and it's just like such a fun um read to reflect upon and uh life is so simultaneously resilient and amazing and also extremely fragile and it's crazy that we're here at all. Um, so that's, that's been really inspiring to me and um, definitely fueling some fun, creative song ideas for me. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, you know, I think no matter what it is, as you know, creatives, we draw inspiration from everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that sounds like that's a really cool book to kind of get you thinking, right? Yeah. Like, you read the facts, but then you know, okay, it just, it just gets our our brains like spinning. Right? Yeah. Like, and it's also marvelously funny, which you wouldn't expect like from the title or from the cover necessarily, but it's, it's very funny. <laughs> I'm adding that too. I have heard of the book, but it was one of those things where I was like, oh, that's, that's going to be a dry read. But now that right. I know it's, no, not, I'm, it's not, I'm adding that. <laughs> it's hilarious and you're going to love it. <laughs> okay. That, that, all right. I'm going to start making my list as soon as we're done here. <laughs> That's your other homework. Yes. It's okay. just a like 600 page book. <laughs> That's okay. I've read the Outlander series. So oh, okay. um, yeah, those are like 900 page books. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be my okay. My sister loves those. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. They're, they're good books. That's for sure. Um, all right. Well, last question here before we go, where can my audience find and connect with you online? Yeah. So you can find all my social media stuff at Emily Anderson. AK for Alaska. Um, and you can find me on Patreon at Emily or patreon.com slash Emily Anderson AK. Um, and I just got a TikTok this morning. So you can find me <laughs> on TikTok. And I'm going to figure that out today. I was say that's one I still don't know how to use. So. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. How do I young person? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I will share all of those in the show notes. Everybody can find and connect with you and get ready for your album releases, your EP, your full length and, and all the cool projects you're doing. So mm -hmm. we'll share those. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Emily. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. This was delightful. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com, subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.